This is the Hard Thing Podcast. Today, we are overcoming average. I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Hard Thing Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you overcome average, step up above mediocrity, all by doing hard things. You see, our goal here is to help give you the tips, tricks, tools, tactics, whatever you need to improve your life in meaningful ways by helping you do the hard things that are standing in between you and your better life. And today is our Thursday meditation show, which basically means you'll hear from me some of my thoughts, some of my musings. And the name Meditations comes from Marcus Aurelius's book, Meditations, which is a, an excellent book. You should definitely go check it out. But before we get into today's show, a couple announcements. Uh, first, I want to talk about this show's sponsor. This show is sponsored by Personal Revolution Podcast. Have you been stuck inside wondering how to take charge of your life? Is there something you want to do but haven't been able to do yet? I have. I actually have been working on my finances. And as April is the month of finances, uh, so themed in the Hard Thing Podcast, uh, this is definitely something I've, I've been working on and working on budgeting and things like that. Well, in Personal Revolution, best-selling author and life coach, Allison Task, helps you take control of your life with inspiration and humor so that you can move from where you are now to where you want to be and have fun doing it. That's always a good thing. It's like having a personal coach whispering in your ear. This three-month podcast course, along with bonus episodes each month, will help you create a clear vision for what you want out of life. Remove the frustrating blocks that are holding you back. Develop a detailed action plan that will drive you to where you want to be and build the network that will help you create your future. The Personal Revolution Podcast comes with a personal workbook and real-time access to a community of other changemakers working toward their goals with positivity, possibility, and momentum. And for a limited time, all of this is available to you for free. Yeah, that's right, for free. Download the Himalaya app in your app store, look up Personal Revolution, and enter promo code REVOLUTION, that's REVOLUTION, remember promo code REVOLUTION at checkout to get your first month absolutely free. If you're ready to go after a better life, you are ready for personal revolution. And I want to let you know next week, next Thursday, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek, uh, a little trailer, you could say, of what the podcast is going to sound like. So stay tuned next Thursday for that. Now, I also want to invite you to share the podcast with someone you know. Share it with someone who could benefit from today's episode. Like I said, we're talking about personal finances, and I know it's going to be, really, be a really good one. Somewhat simple, but definitely fundamentals we all need to get back to. And then last but not least, I'd like to invite you to help us raise $1,000 for Operation Underground Railroad. They are a nonprofit organization that goes undercover to rescue kids from sex trafficking. It's a big job. It's a dangerous job and they need all the help they can get. So go to gofundme.com slash overcoming dash average. Help us reach our goal of getting them $1,000. Now today like I said, is the first episode of April. And I've chosen finances, personal finances, as the topic of April. Today we're going to talk about realities of finances, true realities of finances that sometimes we like to avoid thinking about and sometimes we even forget. Okay, so pay attention, pull out a piece of paper, or if you're running or something, just try and remember these or come back to it later. I'll have these in the show notes. But the first true reality of finances is that the benefits of finances are reaped over a long period of time, okay? And with that said, you have to be consistent. Let me give you a couple examples. Uh, credit, your credit profile. 
In simple terms, it's basically your reputation at being able to pay things back. Now, it's not necessarily good finances to have uh, to do the things that would lead to a good credit profile because you'll be taking on debt, you'll be paying things off, and it might not always make the most financial sense. But hear me out. The example is you have to do things consistently over a long period of time to generate a good credit profile that then can give you benefits like lower interest rates and better terms. Same with savings. You can't you can't just have a big savings account unless you've done certain things to make it so you can earn that much money and even then you'll have to do things and do things consistently in order to get to that point. But savings, the benefits of savings are reaped after having saved consistently for a long period of time. Investing. Sometimes you can invest and turn around and get your profit and generally people like to do it as fast as possible because the time value of money makes it so, you know, a dollar today is worth more than $10 tomorrow or that's not exactly how it goes. But for, for you economic and uh, finance majors out there, you'll definitely understand what I mean. But in order to see the benefits of investing, many times it takes consistency and some time. So you have to be aware that having those good benefits is going to take some time. On the flip side of that... Number two is the consequences, particularly negative consequences, are generally immediate. You can have a stellar credit profile and you can tank it by missing one payment. Now, it doesn't tank it all the way and that's the nice thing because, you know, you can only fall so far once you, you grow so big, but you can definitely compound that fall by making a series of less intelligent choices. Anyways. I like to think of these two principles, these two realities, as a Jenga tower, all right? It takes a long time to build up the Jenga tower. And for those of you who are too young to know what Jenga is, basically Jenga is that game where you have those three, uh, it's a tower of blocks stacked three in each direction, uh, in alternating directions ascending, okay? And the goal of the game is to pull out blocks from the lower tiers of the tower and place them on the top. It, it takes a long time to build up a very tall Jenga tower. Just like in finances, it takes a long time to build up that financial tower. It's not as difficult to topple that tower. You can do it in a couple moves here and there, weakening the structure. So you need to be cognizant of that in the choices you make. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't take risks. After all, no risk, no reward. And But you do seek to mitigate risks so you can still get that reward. Okay? Number three is that it will take hard work. When I was younger, my friend and I would try all sorts of get-rich-quick schemes. We uh, <laughs> and, and they weren't very sophisticated. One of them was to try and sell t-shirts that we made with a screen printing press that I had gotten. One of them was to sell ties that I actually have a box of ties still from that venture. And, I, and if any of you are interested in buying these ties, let me know. I still got them. They're really nice Italian handmade. Anyways, but we had all these ideas of starting a business and, and making it work and people would just buy from us. And we didn't realize that it would take work, that you had to be consistent and that, you know, it does require something out of you. We thought if you just tried, it would happen. Uh, maybe we were too interested in you know winning the lottery, so to speak, that we, we didn't think about it as 
building an empire. When you, when you work on your finances, you are building your personal empire that you can then improve your life, improve the lives of those around you, as well as future generations. So in contemplating your finances, remember that it's going to take work. And with that, be somewhat gentle and compassionate to yourself, knowing that it's, it's not you're not going to be perfect, but it will take work, so get after it. Number four, kind of piggybacks off of number three, it doesn't just take work, but it, it requires skill, and that's why it takes work. It, it does require skill and knowledge and expertise to know how to balance your wants, desires, and your needs, which is something that a lot of people are, are having to work with nowadays. It does have, it does require some skill in foreseeing future events. I mean, I don't think anyone could have foreseen the current crisis we now face. However, if you had stored up some extra money for any sort of crisis, job loss, or some sort of emergency, if you had a large amount of money saved up so that way you could weather a storm, not necessarily this one, you would find yourself in a better situation. That takes skill and discipline. And honestly, it's not easy. Some Oftentimes, you want to you know, go get the newest thing. I mean, so many times I've stopped myself from spending money on this podcast when the podcast isn't developed enough yet that I would get a nice return. I, I want you know, the nice website right now. I want all sorts of things right now. You have to stop yourself, and that takes skill. I, I, budgeting takes some uh, some amount of skill knowing how to manage money but also manage the flows of money knowing when it's going to come in when it's going to come out and how to stymie those outflows and increase those inflows that takes skill and that's why it takes hard work because skill opposed you know compared to talent skill has to be developed and it it, it takes repetitions and iterations and thank goodness because skill is valuable talent is somewhat valuable but skill is very valuable because it's it's innate talent developed and polished and refined. And, you know, gold found in the earth is valuable, but gold refined and purified is much more valuable. I mean, that's why we wear it on our, on our fingers to signify marriage, a lifelong contract and vow, a covenant that we make with another person and oftentimes with a, a spiritual religious being. It signifies worth skill is worthwhile. So being good at finances does take skill. So again, be gentle with yourself, but make a promise to yourself that you're going to work on these skills and try and be better. So that way your miniature empire can flourish and grow and you can help those around you. Number five is it's not so much the goal to earn it, but it's it's the goal to keep it. Anyone can earn a million dollars and spend a million dollars. It takes Someone who has grown in skill to know how to earn a million dollars and spend less than that. So that way you can keep earning a million dollars. And again, that's just a metaphor. But you need to learn how to spend less than you earn. You need to learn how to find deals and, and find opportunities. You really And you need to learn how to protect what you earn so that way those that come behind you can enjoy those labors, those fruits of those labors. And again, this depends on your personal preference on whether or not, you know, you need to do certain things to pay as little in taxes as possible. I, I don't know. I'm not going to go into that. That's something you should talk to with a licensed and reputable uh, tax professional. But 
definitely focus on making sure you keep what you earn instead of letting it seep out of the pipeline, if you will. You can kind of think of it as a pipeline and you don't want any holes in the pipeline because that means you get less of whatever's flowing down the pipeline. All right. Number six, it is a family affair. Finances is always a family affair unless you're the family on greed. The movie, it's a 19, I think, 70s or 80s movies. It's pretty good. Um, but you don't want to be that family because the title of the movie is Greed, for goodness sake. No one wants to be a family riddled with greed. But the reason why it's a family affair is because every person within the family affects your finances. When my wife and I got married, we did not communicate well about finances, as I suspect many people don't and still don't after many years of marriage. My wife and I have been working on it, and we, we've slowly been able to talk about it in ways that help us understand each other. But that led us to uh, increasing our debt in the first year of our marriage. We started off on poor financial footing, and we made it worse because we weren't able to come together as a family and find the same financial goals and work towards those financial goals. Obviously, it's a work in progress. We're not perfect, but that's what every family needs to do. You need to be able to talk about finances in a way that everyone understands and is on board with the same goals that you have. That means that sometimes when you say no, you need to help your child understand why you're saying no, not just because you don't want to buy them that thing or you don't have money, but because you have other priorities. You need to help them understand that so that way when they have their own family, they can replicate that process. They understand and they understand the subjection of priorities. Something that's not as big of a priority needs to be subject to the highest priorities. Finances are always a family affair. Number seven, money represents in part the way we think about money. Let that sink in. The way you treat money represents how you think about money, what it means to you, the value you place in money. My wife and I had a discussion the other day where we it was actually an argument that turned into a discussion, thank goodness, not the other way around. And at one point, we both said that money represents something different to each of us. For her, it represents opportunity and adventure and, and potential which is a wonderful thing for me. And, and I'll, I'll get to kind of the negative aspects of this. For me, it represents stability and a foundation and security, which is, again, a wonderful thing. And on the flip side, both of those things could be negative. You know, her, her want of adventure and potential could lead to overspending. My security and, and, and foundation and, and safety if you will, could lead to never wanting to spend on anything and missing out on opportunities. You see, I could, I could be a tightwad and she could be a, a, you know, a spender. And obviously she's not always that way, but I feel when we came to the understanding, we were better able to come together and realize we need both of us to make our family better. So you need to get down to the core about how you feel about money. What does it mean to you when you get paid? Why are you happy? Are you happy because you can pay your bills and that's something less to worry about? Or are you happy because you can do things now? Or are you happy for other reasons? Figure out 
what money means to you, and I think that will help lead you toward the money problems and the root of those problems that you're having. Number eight, last, and but not least, I guess, uh, it is possible. Whatever money situation you are in, remember, it is possible. You can climb out of debt. We've had guests on the show that have had $180,000 of student debt, and now they don't have any debt. You can fix whatever financial issues you find yourselves in. And before we end the show today, I want to talk about One Mission Nutrition. You need to have good financial health, but also make sure you have good physical health. Make sure you get all the right supplements, protein, pre-workout, green drinks, basically anything you need. And you can get it at a 10% discount today from a company that helps support the troops. Uh, all of the projects products you purchase goes towards helping make a strength box. So if you want to get 10% on any purchase today, you can go to allegiance.onemissionnutrition.com slash the hard thing podcast. Get a protein pre-workout, whatever you need. Get some supplements today. Make sure you have good health as well as financial health. But thanks for listening to the show, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for sticking in. Hopefully you are doing well on this coronavirus fiasco. But uh, uh, I'm trying to think of ways that maybe we can help people connect better. Um, if you ever feel like you need to talk or anything, you can definitely reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram at The Hard Thing Podcast. And, you know, if you have any ideas of how we might be able to help you guys, definitely reach out to us there. I'd love to, you know, connect with you. But stay tuned for our Monday show. We have a great show lined up. We'll be back with one of our guests. And they are fantastic, if I do say so myself. But until then, you keep doing hard things. Because you will overcome average.